Hey, it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of... Woke and Free! Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 128th episode of Woke and Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woke and Free Wednesday, you know that Woke and Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. This week's super exciting because we're speaking with author Ruben Teehee Hazlett who really confronts identity, po- uh, politics, racism, and homophobia in his debut short story collection called Dark Corners. But before we dive deep into having a fantastic conversation with him, it's time for your favorite time of the day, Natasha's monologue. Yes. So, Been waiting. Listen, let's get to my version of Hamlet. <laughs> First and foremost... Thank you for being a part of Woken Free Nation. Thank you for listening to this episode. We appreciate you. If you are listening to this on the Podbean app, then you get an applause. And you also have the opportunity to join the conversation by putting in your comments for the episode. But you can only do this on the Podbean app. So get that app ASAP. Next If you are catching this show on another platform, say you're like, listen, Tosh, I love you, but I'm, I'm an, I like my Apple podcast. You're like, I like you on iHeartRadio. I like you on Spotify. I love your YouTube channel. Yay. (laughs) Thank you for still being a part of the conversation and catching the show on any of those other platforms. Just make sure you're subscribed and followed to us wherever you're catching this. So you can definitely go to WokenFree.com and see all the different places we're at on the listen page. And you can make sure that you're subscribed and followed throughout on all those other platforms. So thank you and make sure you guys do that. Now, we are not anyone's dirty little secret. So please feel free to share this out with your friends, with your family, with your coworkers. Guys, Woken Free, there's no other podcast like this. Get the word out. You are a part of Woken Free Nation. So spread that word. All right. Now, of course, when it comes to social media, if you are interested in hollering at, hollering at us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or even YouTube. You can find us uh, at Woken Free as well on Pinterest as well. And then, of course, if you have two minutes, yes, I said it, two minutes, make sure you review the show on whatever platforms you're catching the show on. Why? Because it helps to get the word out. And if you put out a review on any of the platforms you're catching us on, we may even shout you out on the show. So wouldn't it be kind of cool to listen and then hear us talk about you? Yeah, it would be. So really be a part of the nation, the Woken Free Nation, by reviewing the show. Okay, guys? Now, again, go to WokenFree.com. You can pick your platform of choice on the listen page so that you can pick where you want to review the show. All right. Now, before we get into like the, <laughs> the, like, the meat of the interview, each week on our podcast, we like to like ask a question about ourselves and we're going to pose this question to you. So this week, the question is, would you rather have Stan Lee or Kevin Smith create your own comic book character? Oh gosh. I feel like a hundred percent Stan Lee, which is like, I'm not, I'm not like a <laughs> hater on Kevin Smith. I'm not like a hater of Kevin Smith. I like a lot of Kevin Smith stuff. Um, but I feel yeah. like, like, and Stan Lee was pretty early in Marvel. A lot of my favorite Marvel storylines were written by people who aren't Stan Lee, but I just feel like more of an emotional connection to Stan Lee, and I feel like he's probably 
a little bit less of the blind spots that like a straight white man like Kevin Smith probably has. Mm. Which is, okay. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm that like, this is all being recorded yeah. and everything. So I, don't, I guess I'm just throwing myself under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm right there with you. I totally, I would answer the same way. Stanley all the way. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think I just, I, I like some of the characters he's created, like the whole X-Men universe and what he was really talking about when he released that. It was, there was like more to it than, I don't know, Kevin Smith exactly. stuff. I don't think it exactly. goes on the same level that Stanley touches like society. That's the thing. And I got, like, super into X-Men. But I will say this about Stanley because, like, I was a X-Men diehard. Um, and so, like, you know, a lot of my favorite storylines were not written by Stanley. But in intro, uh, or no, not intro, Into the Spider-Verse with Michael Morales, when Stanley mm-hmm. has the cameo post-death, it took me all the way out. Like, I was like, why am I crying? I didn't think I loved Stanley this much. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, okay. Wow. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so we we did. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, wow. We got to check okay. it out. Oh, All right. So now we'll just... is so good. Yeah. Yeah. We got to see it. It's on the list. <laughs> it's a big queue. So eventually. All right. So now we'll jump into the interview now. Can you tell the Woken Free audience who you are and how you came to write Dark Corners? Yeah, my name is Ruben T. He Hazlett. I'm the author of Dark Corners, which is my debut short story collection. Um, and how that came about was really interesting. So um, I've been working as like a political operative for the last like five to seven years. Um, and I was working on a bunch of different like down ballot elections in 2016 with the big Trump election. And like a lot of folks on the left, I was like completely devastated. Um, and it kind of just like rocked my whole career world and everything. So what I decided to do was to go back to my like true passion. Ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to be a writer. Um, I always wanted to be a short story writer specifically. So I was like, you know what? It's now or never. You know, the country is going to the garbage, <laughs> basically, <laughs> uh, it, which it continues to do. <laughs> Um, So I was like, this is my shot. This is my chance to, you know, really like say what I feel like is important and needs to get out there. So I wrote about half of Dark Corners was brand new material in the first two to three days after the election. And then I went back to some old stuff and then updated it. Uh, So, yeah, the, the bulk of the novel was really written in those like devastating couple of days after, you know, November 2016. I love how you said it like that. It was as if someone died. (laughs) Or maybe democracy died that day. Who knows? Yeah, my hope for America died quite a bit that day. Oh man, wow. uh, I, yeah, yeah. But listen, like, like I, I tell my 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 friends and family, you know, nothing lasts forever, right? Change is inevitable. It's it's a part of life. So uh, this too shall pass. Uh, <laughs> and hopefully, I have a we're, question. We're in- uh, I want to know, kind of, after we both, uh, you both, get, you gave us both the book, and we read it, and it really rocked our world. It was. Uh, definitely unlike anything we've read before. And so we want you to share with the audience, you know, kind of what do you think people are going to take away when they read Dark Corners? Um, I hope 
people take a lot away from Dark Corners. I think that one of the things initially that I was just trying to go after was this idea of like, not necessarily the underbelly. I don't like that term when people talk about the underbelly of America, but like the intersections of American culture and where, you know, counterculture, where people who live on the margins intersect with the mainstream. And like sometimes those mm. places can be really traumatic, especially for folks who live on the margins. But there's, there's value and worth there. And I think that stories told from the perspectives of people who are on the outside, who are not part of the mainstream status quo, um, have like a lot of worth and value. Uh, and I, I hope, you know, a lot of people just get like a completely different perspective and read Dark Corners and think like, wow, I've never thought about X and Y way before. That's really interesting. Mm, okay. All right. Now, why do you think it was also important to include stories that showcase like explicit sexuality? Oh, well, you know, so I've always been told to write the kinds of stories that I want to read. Um, I love short stories. I'm like a huge sci-fi nerd and, you know, I'm like just any sort of content, movies and television. But one of the things that frustrates me is like a queer person of color is all of the blatant heterosexuality that's in everything. You know, you like watch a movie and if in the first five minutes a guy meets a girl, like, you already know what's going to happen. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so tired of this. So it's, it's been something that's very intentional for me when I write fiction. Not all fiction, because there's a lot of heterosexual characters in Dark Corners. But I wanted to make sure that there was space for queer people to really have some queer sexuality within, within the book. Okay. Okay, absolutely. Yes. Welcome Free Nation. Uh, when you read this book, you will, you will see and read a lot. It was, it was, it was definitely uh, unlike anything I've read. So I, I really enjoyed that piece of it. Now, what's the meaning behind the title? Uh, funny story. So um, I was at this political conference a couple of years ago. And uh, we were at, we had like a little caucus huddle for all the queer people of color who work as political organizers and operatives around the country to like meet. And we did our little caucus thing. And the facilitator at the end, he was like, tonight there's going to be a happy hour that's just for us at this bar. Come get your drink tickets. There's going to be live music, free food, dark corners. And the whole room just kind of perked up. We were all like, dark corners? Like, I didn't know that was an amenity. <laughs> And I was like, wow, wow, there is something about the idea of like anything can happen in a dark corner, right? And the people that you meet in dark corners, they have a story just like you have a story. And like what brings people to those kinds of seedier, sketchier places? Like I'm so fascinated by like what is quote unquote seedy or sketchy uh, in, in America, in our culture. So yeah, I, I thought that would be like a good like sort of frame for the whole collection is like this is this is one of those places where like you know you just bump into a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. That gives some insight into the book, definitely. Mm -hmm. So now while reading some of the stories, I was wondering and I think you were wondering too, yep. were, were any of these stories based on like real life experiences or stories that you heard from people and how did it feel like revealing these stories if they were based on like real events? Some of them, some of them were actually a lot of them. I think, you know, they're, they're all fiction, but um, using 
other people's experiences as a point of departure. So there's, there's a story about an Asian man with HIV, um, which was inspired by a friend of mine. Um, I used to, we used to live really close to each other and he used to call me up to come over late at night and help him count his pills. Um, cause he was like, I counted them once and I got 12. Then I counted them the second time I got 11. And then I counted them three more times and I got 12. I'm like losing my mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'd come over at like 11 o'clock at night, help him count his meds and then just ask him a ton of questions about what his experience was like having HIV and like, you know, not so much how he contracted it, but like what it's like to live with it. Um, and then I decided, you know, like this has me to be a really interesting kind of story. Um, so there's a lot of them that are somewhat borrowed from experiences either I've had or people who are really close to me, like my chosen fam, uh, who have had, but then some of them are just whole cloth invented out of nowhere. <laughs> mm. Wow. That's really interesting. Wow. Okay. Now, when it comes to, uh, you know, I love how open you are about your sexuality and, you know, just kind of putting it out there. Right. And I think we are in a, in a point in our society where we're encouraging people to, to speak your truth and, and stand in your truth. So when it comes to maybe, maybe younger people who read this or, or people who are still struggling with their identity, what advice would you give them? I would say to just, you know, to just go for it, like, which I hope this isn't bad advice, but you know, Sex is in the word homosexual. So, like, if you're struggling with it, if you're interested, if you're curious, like, go try it. It's not the end of the world. Like, you know, the walls won't come crashing down. Like, just get out there and and do things and find out what you like. Like, it really takes acting. It's like, you know, it really takes action to figure out what it is that you do and don't like. At least for me, as, like, a sexually active person, I had to like go out there in the world and be like, do I like this? Do I not like this? Uh, you know, before I figured <laughs> out like where I settled. <laughs> Absolutely. Great advice. No, I think, I think that that makes sense. Like just sometimes it, I think it does just come down to just doing. And I think people are so quick to say no before they say yes to themselves. And, and especially with your sexual identity, I think you, you don't really know until you try, which might seem unnerving, but it's also extremely invigorating. So I, I, I agree. I think that that makes sense. And we, you know, the United States is really based on this like weird puritanical culture of just generally saying no to sexual things in general. Mm. And I think we really need to break that. (laughs) Word. (laughs) Absolutely. Now what's next for you? Is there like a part two to this book coming out or? Eventually in the future, yes. Uh, so I, I'm working on, right now I'm working on a sci-fi collection or like a novel and series um, that is a little bit more like Dark Corners, but dramatically further into the future. And trying to do interesting things, like think of like, what does humanity look like in a post-white future society? Um, like, you know, and, and how does that play with like different ideas of like race and politics and whatnot? Um, but I think that, yeah, like, so I'm working on that book. Hopefully it's finished by the end of the year. Um, but my, like, my calling really is short stories and especially like the super short stories. So I do feel like there will be like a Dark Corners volume two, volume three, you know, in my life. Like this, this kind of like flavor of stories 
is something that I'm like really connected to and it really like gets me super hyped. So definitely, definitely sticking with the short stories, even though it might not be the most profitable thing to be writing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gotcha. No, that, that makes a, that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. And then also like on the vein of that, would you even consider taking that, that, that kind of, uh, type of writing and maybe even extrapolating it, extrapolating it to other mediums. So like, it could be an interesting like YouTube series or podcast, you know, like things like that, since everybody oh, and their yeah. mom has a podcast and, you know, it could be really interesting, even especially if you had different voices narrating the stories like that would be really cool. That would be really cool. I've often like fantasized about it, but I haven't actually tried to to do any of the legwork and like everybody and their mom might have a podcast i don't have a podcast to me it's like it's a lot of work and i'm really glad that y'all do all of this work um, <laughs> yeah. not everyone can to be honest yeah yeah, yeah. it's definitely right. a lot <laughs> well you know where to go if you're you're looking to hear our voices for <laughs> 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 the that could be oh, really dope. So it's there is an funny. audio version of Dark Corners that should be coming out in a month or two. And I didn't narrate them, actually. This is like, it's a really like head trip experience. But me and my publisher, we found this like young up and coming singer songwriter in North Carolina uh, named Elvis Williams Jr. And we've been working with him to narrate the entire book, uh, which is the first time I got to hear someone else read my work <laughs> yeah I, like my brain melted for like three days and... <laughs> wow that's awesome hey there do you have a book that you want to share with the woken free nation are you a business owner looking to share your product or service with the podcasting world well guess what you can book an ad with us on our contact us page at wokenfree.com We're super excited to speak with you about curating a unique ad that will get your message across the Woken Free platform. So go to the Contact Us page at WokenFree.com. That is W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. Because Woken Free is more than a podcast. It's a way of life and offers an innovative way to promote your platform in the exploding podcasting space. I also wanted to know uh, when writing this, uh, it sounds like you have been writing for many many years but was there anything particularly surprising or shocking for you when you were when you sat down and was creating you know dark corners a couple of things i was um i so i I wrote the whole thing like the you know half of it and then immediately went back to old stories and just updated them so after like two weeks i was like i have this thing and i don't know what it means or what it's about or if it all goes together um and i was like sending it out to like different publishers and Running Wild Press, the publisher who picked up the book, um, she, the the CEO, who is a woman, uh, so it's a woman-run independent publisher out there, everybody, follow Running Wild Press. Um, but she was, uh, what she said is she was so surprised that the, um, the through line or the theme of, like, people discovering something about themselves and, like, this whole theme of self-acceptance which was not in my brain at all. And then I went back and looked at them and I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) 
true. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, very, very cool. Yeah, we'll definitely make sure to include the publisher's information as well in the show notes, guys. You'll find all of that at WokenFree.com. Now, where can people get the book at? And if they want to connect with you, where should they reach you? Yeah, I am on Facebook. You can find me at Ruben Teehee Hazlett on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram. You can find me at Teehee underscore Reej at Facebook. Um, if you can figure out how to spell it, you'll find me. Um, <laughs> and uh, the book, Dark Corners, is available everywhere in the United States and Canada. Um, it's uh, available anywhere you buy books online or in person. I like to tell people to support independent local bookstores um, because they need it. That is a great place to support your local economy and everything and, you know, live in your values. So at most independent local bookstores, if it's not already on the shelf, you can ask for Dark Corners by Ruben T. E. Hazlett and it will arrive within a day or two. Oh, wow. I didn't Very know cool. that. Yeah, didn't so you that. can actually make a request and they'll order the book yep. for you. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Very, very cool. All right. Well, we just thank you so much for joining the podcast. And just last words of wisdom do you have for for the audience? Last words of wisdom. I really appreciate the whole thing of, like, you know, keeping it real and keeping it honest. Um, When I was Mm -hmm. writing the book, um, I was remembering all these, like, sage words of wisdom that, like, other writing professors or teachers that I've had have told me. And the most important one that helped me get through writing this was that you're most, if you're a writer, the most important relationship in your life is your relationship with the page. That is the one place mm-hmm. you can never lie. Like you can't cheat on the page. You can't cut corners. Like that relationship is like sacred. Um, so that would be my advice if, you know, folks are like trying to write or they're like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm any good. If when you sit down to write, you are just so open and transparent and honest about what it means to be a human in a messy world, then you're probably a good writer. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. We love it. Thank you so much. You are awesome. And guys, Welcome Free Nation, get this book immediately. immediately. You will not want to put it down. When I started, I was like, oh, my Let's go. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like so fast paced and there's so much coming at you. It's, yeah. I was, yeah, from, yeah, from page one, guys, like it was pop. It, it was, it was, yeah, yeah, it's in your face. Like you want to find yourself in a dark corner with this book. Like amazing. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. Could I ask y- y'all real quick? Um, what were mm-hmm. like some of the standout stories for both of you? Mm. I like the story that was about uh I think it was the the one with the 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 sisters and the uh well I don't want to give away too much because I want people oh, to get the, the book beginning, but the but there's a there's a family right and then one of them I believe is gay one is married with a husband oh. and then uh and then the the dad gets sick and and so I don't I don't you know what I'm talking about right <laughs> Yeah Yep. <laughs> so I'm dealing with some family uh, it stuff, and that really struck an accord with me. And uh, and then also the dynamics of you know how families. Personally, I feel most families are dysfunctional and just kind of broken entities. And <laughs> so it was it was interesting. I felt like it was a nice little kind of 
like entree into into someone's home and and you see wow like they're just as beeped as I am and it's it's you know it it was it was comforting but also like wow like how can families behave better how can we deal with health and issues health issues differently in our families and then also you know a little bit about the the self acceptance bit as well and yeah so that one stood out the most to me okay the one that I like. Well, I'm I'm more like into sci-fi, so the one that really got me was the one where the character meets the himself from the future, and they start to have certain interactions. Mm-hmm. I would give it away, but I thought that was that one was really crazy. Like I've never seen like a back to the future sort of thing in that kind of light before. Like, mm-hmm. how would this person treat you, and what effect would your future self? have on your present self like oh i thought i thought it was really like that was more of like a head twister kind of thing mm-hmm. it got me thinking like wow i mean do we really look down on ourselves like that that's and yeah what would we really do that i don't know hmm. it's very like i was trying to question the plausibility of like what would really happen if you met yourself like mm-hmm. would you try to help yourself you know try mm. to escape the the current future self version of you or would you just let everything happen that's supposed to happen so you don't change hmm. like, i just thought yeah i like stories like that so that was my favorite story that one was a really fun one to write because like when i was 20 me and all of my little queer friends my chosen family we would do that thought experiment of like you walk into a bar you see like a clone of yourself or maybe you see the future version or the past version of yourself like in this gay bar and it's like what do you do do you flirt with yourself do you run screaming in the other direction like mm-hmm. and i was always kind of the person who was like i was like i might hook up with myself so I was like, <laughs> oh my <laughs> it really would depend on how much alcohol i had to drink but i was like oh yeah <laughs> I mean, I think one, one thing our audience should know is, yeah, it's definitely a book that you're going to read and you're going to, and you're going to question, you're going to question parts of your life, question things going on in your life. And I think not everything people are reading really forces people to do that. And I think that that's what makes reading really fun when you're not just going through the pages, but you're, you're thinking about the correlation with your life or people in your life and you're thinking, and you're actually using the most important organ in your body, like your brain. And I think that more now than ever, people need to think and they need to get really real and honest with themselves and, and what's going on in their lives. So we thank you for writing such thought-provoking words and such interesting dynamic stories. Cause like I said, that, yeah, guys, like that was, wow. Well, yeah, I think it, I think it opens the world to what people, like most people probably don't like see the world in Mm-mm. this perspective. Like this they only, they only yeah. see their own personal views and they yeah. see what, you know, the general media says is acceptable, but we don't Absolutely. get stories like this. So it's definitely something that'll open up your mind a bit and yes. introduce you possibly to things you haven't heard about or even thought about, you know, and then, so, and then yeah. some things will also touch close to home too, because yes. you, know, you have personal relations, yes. like you'll have experiences that are very similar to some of these stories here. So it's not just like a, it, I know the stories you say are fiction, but I think some of these they, could. They, they felt very real. <laughs> yeah, some, some of these, could, very, yeah, they seemed real. like they could yeah. be real, so. You should totally send a copy to you know who in the White House. 
<laughs> Just, <laughs> <my> favorite buddy. <laughs> oh, everyone's favorite buddy. Yes. Oh, man. Like, but that would have that would entail establishing any sort of line of communication, and that would be really difficult for me to fathom. Uh, because I <laughs> I hate that dude, the White House, with such a passion. <laughs> Listen, it's well, you know what it is. It's it's like we're such a it's a, such a hard time in our country, politically speaking, because people aren't hearing each other, and and we're and we're not even willing to sit at the table with each other because you know for work to be. For work to take place, you you have to have a meeting of the mind. You have to have people willing to sit and listen because we're doing a lot of talking, but we're not doing a lot of listening. And I think that this is reflective of some of the decisions that are being made and and why people are so enraged. But it's like you can talk all day, but if no one listens, yeah. then nothing's gonna get done. <laughs> that is one hundred percent true. That is one hundred percent true. And that was actually the feeling, you know, right after the Trump election of like. I was like, I don't think anyone is like hearing me in my life experiences mm. or the experiences of like the folks that I love um, who are queer, who are of color, you know, or who are different religions. And so I was like, let me write the, these stories. And it's like, hear us, see us, like we're here. Mm. Um, like not everyone lives that cookie cutter life and we have important things to say. Uh, and that was really the main driver for Dark Corners. We loved it, yeah. And as yeah. heterosexuals, you know, it, it was really nice for us to to dive in and and read stories that don't reflect us because, yeah, it's you know we're the heteronormative yeah. experience. So you know, uh, as you said, like we don't even think about it when we see TV shows and movies that show you know relationships that reflect us. But there are other people on this planet, and their lives and their sexuality and what's going on with them matters just as much as heterosexuals. So. We need to have stories that reflect the audience watching them. And so, yes, it was, I think it was important to read for us in that way as well. Just yeah, because definitely. you gotta, you gotta get outside your own corner. <laughs> like we gotta, we gotta see other people's corners, guys. Yep. Out of our own oh. corners and into some dark corners. <laughs> yeah, baby. I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, th oh. Thanks again. And uh, we can't wait for Woken Free Nation to get a copy of the book and uh you know continue to 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 learn and think because that's what being that's what woken free is all about, about yeah you gotta you gotta see other perspectives awesome thank you so much for having me on the show this was amazing awesome. oh, thank you for coming yeah, thanks. Man, so much fun all right bye all right. great bye-bye Oh my goodness. We had such an amazing conversation with uh, the author of Dark Corners. Like, my mind is blown. <laughs> <laughs> explosive. Truly. <laughs> truly explosive. But, you know, it is that time again. Unfortunately, all good things have to come to an end. And uh, it is the end of our 128th episode of Woken Free. What is this, opera? But, like, in a really dark, weird way. That was a dark corner opera. Listen. <laughs> Guys, if you enjoyed the conversation, <laughs> yep. you need to share your thoughts in the comments. And you need to get a copy of Dark Corners immediately. It will blow your mind. Like, we're not blowing smoke up at anyone's butt. Literally, from page one, you'll be like, excuse you? <laughs> <laughs> It, yeah. it, it was something else. It was definitely unlike anything else, else I've ever read. And Khalil... 
I've never read anything like it. <laughs> Listen, it was a whole new it's, dark corner for us. Yeah, it's it expanded was... <laughs> the corners. It expanded many corners for yes, me. Yes, yes, guys. Yeah. So get a copy of the book. You'll have we'll put we'll put all the book information, publisher publisher information on the show notes so that you can find them at wokenfree.com. And of course, will we leave you hanging for what our next episode will be about? Drum roll, please. On our next episode, we will be discussing how to deal with the disgraced icon. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Natasha. Fun, fun, fun. Fun, fun, fun. That's yeah. how we keep it in 2020, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, guys. <laughs> well, then just make sure you follow us on social media to follow along the conversation. And make sure you tune in next week for Woke and Free Wednesdays to join the conversation at WokeAndFree.com. If you want to be a guest on the show like the author of Dark Corners, what do you got to do? You got to hit us up on our contact us page at WokeAndFree.com. That is W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. WokeAndFree.com. Now, again, social media, feel free to hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Pinterest at Woken Free. And then if you're like, hey, I have a really cool business. I have a really cool product. I want to, I want to advertise. I want to, I want to be a part of this cool podcasting explosive world. Then again, hit us up on our contact us page and then submit your, your sponsorship or, you know, collaboration request there. All right. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woke and Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woke and Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Until next time.